deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shriekcast. This is a. Oh, uh oh. Hmm. Uh oh. I flubbed it. This is is it is that our first opening flub? I flubbed the ending, but maybe maybe the first for the intro. <laughs> it might be. Wow, might what be. episode are we on? We this is gonna be okay. Well, I I uh, this is di- more difficult than it should be because I have fucked up the episode numbering because we're we're doing SSHG. Right. Episode. So this will be this is like two o two two hundred and five two hundred and six maybe I I, I think. Well, it was a good streak. <laughs> no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, uh, I was I was just distracted because we're we're sort of like in real time in, in the throes of a mystery here on the show. <laughs> we are. We are. Yeah, we we f- fired up the call. You sounded a little different. And it turns out that there's a. Another, you have a ghost microphone. I do have a ghost microphone. I'm looking all around. I don't have a webcam hooked up or anything like that. Um, so I'm not sure where that audio was coming from. Um, and I will have to investigate that later, but the show must go on. <laughs> I'm just looking at, like, maybe your monitor has one built in? That Speakers? must be it, right? I, I don't know. Very scary. I, 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 I think monitor, because I've been rearranging my workspace this week and discovering all of the, like, sound inputs and things that Windows likes to discover when you, like, reconfigure it uh, mm-hmm. uh, just made me realize how how many input devices i technically have and how much of a miracle it is that i i uh i remember to be on the right one every episode yeah Uh, absolutely and i think i think i have screwed that up as well thinking about it we're not we're we're professionals but but you know we're not like (laughs) we're not like that professional no not really at all (laughs) oh that's what makes the show good though you know we don't have to do ad reads we don't have to no, we, we we don't have to get you. Do you, you ever watch like any like YouTubers or whatever where they've got like signs and stuff behind them for their show and think like, no, like what kind of sign? Like just like a sign with like the name of the show on. I guess I'm thinking, you know, like like really, really big YouTuber stuff or like, you know, it's just like oh, you, you sure. have to build a set, you know, and I'm just like, thank God we don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're 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 lean and efficient, you know. Lean, lean, mean podcasting machines over here. Um, That's right. <laughs> I mean, it would be very funny if we just went to video. Video podcast. Yeah, I mean that's a thing, right? People put out videos of them doing a podcast. Yeah, that that's like the. Um, I, I think that's like popular for like a Patreon tier thing. Hmm. We could do it. I I mean, like I I have a green screen that I've been like trying to find an excuse to use that would be kind of funny um, yeah what would but, we put in the background yeah I, we, <laughs> we could like put like uh like the capital i guess we could change it depending on the episode or like what book we're reading there's kind of some ideas there maybe interesting i kind of like it 
do the people want video podcasts? I mean, I guess the the major bonus for a video podcast would be uh, uh, Earl sightings. You Earl know? on camera, yes. Earl on camera. Earl. Earl the like. Is it fair to call Earl the mascot now? Can we can sure. we bestow bestow that? He's the honorary third. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you posted that like picture of him him sniffing the microphone. I think that counts. I think so. He's been caught. He's been caught on 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 tape a few times. I think we've got some meows on here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What's he doing right now? Is he helping? Oh, he's sleeping. Okay, that's good. Doing the doing the big sleep so that he can terrorize me overnight. <laughs> what time did he wake you up last night? Oh, like one a.m. <laughs> and four a.m. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we could. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I guess that's something to put on the maybe pile video video podcast. I, I have no idea uh, what I would do. I guess I could show off my, uh, you know, a way a way to, to to show off our watches, perhaps. Yeah. The- watch checks. Watch check on air. <laughs> just just doing video podcast stuff and making it like instantly more like inscrutable to ninety nine percent of the people listening. Just, just unlistenable. <laughs> oh, um. I, I guess we have a lot of uh, uh, pictures we could draw from for backgrounds because, the, you know, we've got the movies and stuff. And uh, we discovered this week that there is a Hunger Games experience uh, in in Las Vegas that uh, that looks really funny. Uh, 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 I, I, I found this because I was looking for merchandise and apparently one of the. Uh, uh, only places to get some merch is at this this uh, this exhibition that's like in a casino. It's in the MGM Grand, which I, I feel is like too. It's almost too on the nose. I think. <laughs> Very for good. Games stuff. <laughs> uh, have you ever been to Vegas? Have you ever done done a Vegas trip? I have not. Have you? Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, it's it's one I've been to a couple times with my with my family, weirdly enough. And it's like none of us gamble, mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, but there's all sorts it, of shows and yeah. stuff to see, right? It's I I have really enjoyed it every time I've gone because I enjoy uh I enjoy like city vacation, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really bad at like uh uh, I think we, I think we might have talked about this recently, like like beach vacation. I'm just I can't wrap my head around. Right? Really? Um, really? Y- I, yeah. I I only want to do a beach vacation because all I want to do is just lay on the beach all day, like for hours mm. and hours. That does see that does sound really nice. It's just actually, you know what? More now that I think about it, it's less it's less beach vacation that stresses me out. It's more. Um, going to do stuff vacation, which I guess I sort of like, like uh, in, in my experience, like beach vacations have been like part of that. Right. Hmm. Like going somewhere with a beach and then it's like, okay, well we're doing one, one trip to the beach and then we're going to like this th- museum and this thing and this trail or whatever. And like that just like stresses me out. It feels like work. Right. Um, yeah. I guess if it was like just a beach vacation, like if I'm just going to do only only beach, I could handle that. But sure. itineraries itineraries stress me out. 
Yeah, but I feel like the city is the itinerary vacation because it's mm. like that's where you go to the museum, that's where you go to the show in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's all guess, scheduled yeah. out. Yeah, maybe it's just a maybe I I need to actually have a vacation because these are all opinions that are like that's what it sounds being... like to me. You got to go to the beach and get a six pack <laughs> and have a vacation. Yeah, I've I've not I've not had like a vacation that like wasn't like a family vacation as like a teenager, right? Sure. So yeah, so yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta actually try doing it. But no, Vegas I, I've enjoyed just because it's like you walk around and like you go to restaurants or bars or whatever, or you just like walk around and like see people. I don't know. It's kind of you just sort of do what you want to do. That's been my experience there, but you're right. I guess if you're doing a bunch of shows or museum, you can make, you can make any vacation, anything is what I'm learning here. That's right. So maybe I, I've, I've just got to try going to the beach sometime, but you might be going to Vegas and you might have the hunger games, uh, <laughs> exhibition on your itinerary. I, I, I might indeed, because it, it sure seems like, uh, the only place that you can get some exclusive Hunger Games items, such as the Capital Couture Limited Edition Water Bottle, uh, which Beautiful. is typically $2,400. Ouch. But you, my friend, can get it for the low, low price, the deep discount of $1,995. Nice. Where am I going to bring that to my beach vacation? I guess you bring it to the beach and that you can you can wow everyone with the 7,342 Swarovski crystals that are in it uh, with a nod to President Snow. I don't know what that means, but it's very ominous. That is ominous. I think he he's going to be the big villain, I think. So I don't know he's... if I want to nod to him. Yeah, I don't know. All the all the merch so like there's there's a there's kind of three segments here and like the more expensive stuff, the Capital Couture collection, uh, all has it's supposed to be like capital fashion I guess but it's all got like, um, the capital like seal on it I guess you you would describe it which um is an Art Deco Eagle clutching a bundle of arrows, which is... Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> like, not not just, like, fascist-looking... That just literally is a fascist, like, like the, the Roman symbol. <laughs> so, I don't know if you really want to be wearing that uh, around anywhere. Um, is that on you know, my um, expensive water bottle as well? Uh, yes, it looks like it's on the cap of the water bottle, maybe, and then you can also get it as a pin, a leather cuff. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, a leather, a leather cuff. Um, yeah, here, take a, take a gander. But this, Oh, uh, no! That's a little unfortunate. I would not, I wouldn't. Not a great idea. The capital leather cuff makes an elegant, sparkling statement. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can also get it on a clip pen or some shirts or some earrings. Um, uh, but if you don't, you know, if you're just there for the exhibition, uh, there's there's more than just the Panem Supply Company retail shop, which is where this stuff is sold. You can also inspire the rebellion by crafting your own propaganda commercial. Uh, 
you can explore an interactive map of Pan Am. You can go to the Stuntman Choreography Exhibit, which actually does sound kind of cool. And then they have the Game Maker's Control Table, which I have no idea <laughs> what that means, but it sounds pretty cool. Can you like point at a thing and like say, I want I want them to, to die or whatever? I want them to die in a in some quicksand. <laughs> uh it it it, it Apparently has this this thing like has a pretty good reputation, but there are some fun one star reviews, um, which I think maybe are the most realistic. Which are uh, if you're an avid Hunger Games fan that wants to pay an entrance fee, and they've they've put uh, dollar signs instead of a C here, right? Ask MGM employees where it is and get an overall response of, yeah, I hear that was here somewhere, but not sure. Get there and see a few costumes, then wait for an hour to play with some bow and arrows and be talked down to from everyone working at the experience. And this is for you. Uh, there's a lot of complaining about being yelled at at the at the archery exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if there's somewhere that it's like totally justified to uh, to be yelled at by staff. Probably when you're operating a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really want to know both sides of these stories. <laughs> Tourists go to enjoy their time, not to be yelled at for not properly understanding how to hold a bow by a worker. Very unprofessional. The workers okay, so outburst. They, po- they pointed it at someone, didn't <laughs> they? They definitely pointed the bow at someone. <laughs> 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 there's a running theme in here of people complaining that they got yelled at when the, by the archery instructor. And I just... <laughs> I've got to imagine. <laughs> got to imagine that there's uh, more to those stories. But uh, yeah, uh, bizarre that this is in Las Vegas. I, 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 I can't imagine a like more ironic place for that to be, I guess. Yeah, it's fitting. It is. It is. I wonder. I wonder if we'll find out what Las Vegas is like in Pan Am, because we don't. We don't like know exactly. Like we're roughly aware of like the District Twelve has got to be like in Appalachia. Yes. So. Do so, we know where the capital is? No, because I the capital is like a couple. They were on the train for like a couple days, right? So like, it could be like. Just thinking, ge- just pretending I know anything about geography here. Could it be in like Indiana? Is, is it like a Chicago type thing? Or is it Detroit? I could see that maybe. Maybe. There must Pan be a M. lot of speculation online, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm hesitant to like look it up because I don't know if this is a like thing that gets revealed. But I guess it doesn't really matter like where it is. I... I just want to know, like, where, where's Pan Am? Uh, oh, okay. I googled where's Pan Am, and it's giving me results for the video game Cyberpunk 2077. Where's Pan Am? Pan Am can be found next to Saul in the Nomad Camp's command truck. Not what I asked. <laughs> Thank you, Google. <laughs> where is Pan Am? North America. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess we don't really know. But yeah, that, that's something that I would love to piece, pick apart, like, some Reddit speculation on once we're a little further in, maybe. 
I just Googled where is the capital and, of course, got the capital uh, <laughs> of the state that I'm in. <laughs> three for three from Google today. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, if you were if you were going to go on a on like a if, if you were if you were handed like a blank check to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. But you had the the stipulation that it had to be a themed vacation, you know, like you, you got to go to a Hunger Games place or a Star Wars place or something you know like it has to be like an intellectual property yeah you, 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 it has to it has to be like a, a dark a dark ip vacation what would you pick um i feel like you just have to go like disneyland right like go for the mm-hmm. the good one right yeah or the expensive one yeah so i think that i isn't there a nintendo one in japan though there's a Nintendo one in California now. What? That's what I'd pick then. I, I was just thinking about this because it being in Las Vegas, one of my biggest, not biggest regrets vacation wise, but something that I, I was taken to as a kid that I did not appreciate then that I would have loved now. I mean, like I, I enjoyed it, but I just like didn't have like the context for it was the there used to be a, a, a Star Trek experience in Las Vegas. Oh, cool. And I and I went on it when I was like I would have been like 13, 14 or thereabouts, I think. And I hadn't really watched much Star Trek then, mm-hmm. but it was cool. But I was like, I was like, fuck, if I could go there again now, I would be so on my bullshit. Hell yes. But they've got some cool Voyager Voyager stuff in there now. That would have been the Voyager experience. I can't There's- think of anything. I'm like what what cool voyager thing can i think of Janeway saw a weird cloud and decided to stop um there's coffee in that nebula there's coffee in that nebula uh, so okay i so this is like another aside but like after having watched all of voyager again recently mm-hmm. completing my journey through voyager she does the there's coffee in that nebula thing in like the third episode and you think like oh okay cute this is like her bit right yeah um never comes up again until like season five or six i want to say there are like four episodes in a row where she like has like a coffee related b plot or like the coffee machine's broken (laughs) or she's trying another culture's version of coffee or she's like complaining that she doesn't have the good like it just like comes back with a vengeance all of a sudden at the very end like they forgot that this was her thing and they're like (laughs) fuck fuck we've gotta (laughs) we've gotta do the coffee bit some more I think I remember that as her thing, and it's probably just that, like, huge dose of it right at the end. So I'm, like, just finishing up the show, and then that's what I remember. Right, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of subplots about it right at the very end, where, or, or like, like scenes where she's complaining about the coffee or whatever that just sort of, like, came out of nowhere, and it just really feels like Janeway woke up one day and was like, I need a new bit. I need to do a new bit. <laughs> I people people need to see a new Janeway. It's just really, really out of nowhere. What a show. What a great show. Um, I, I would love to talk about Star Trek Voyager 
for the whole episode, but we have um, some much more exciting stuff to get to. We do. We do. We have the gamer chapters this week. Hmm. How about we do our summaries and then get gaming? Yeah, sounds good. Um, we are at part two of the book. It's called The Games. Uh, and the mm. first chapter we read is chapter 10. Um, and we're just uh, right on the other side of the cliffhanger where Peta uh, announced that he had a crush on Katniss um, during their big um, Hunger Games interviews. Um, and Katniss is reacting kind of in shock um, and then anger. Um, once they're back in the training center after the interviews, Katniss shoves Peta into like a f- flower vase or something, telling him he had no right to blindside her with that in the interviews. Uh, But Hamish steps in and explains that Peta was actually doing Katniss a favor, giving her what she could never achieve on her own, um, which is making her uh, an object of desire. And she will surely get sponsors because of that. Um, Katniss is a little flummoxed by this, but lets her anger go once she sees that she's sort of been given an edge. Um, they have um, their final dinner before the games with Hamish and Effie. Um, the games start the next morning. Effie says goodbye, uh, mostly sincerely, and compliments them for being the best tributes ever. Um, and Hamish offers his last piece of advice, which is to stay alive uh, and do not fight at the cornucopia uh, and to find water. Uh, Katniss tries to go to sleep, um, but she doesn't manage it. So she goes out onto the roof uh, where Peta is standing. Um, Peta admits to her that... Um, He doesn't think he's ever been a contender in the games, but that he hopes he can die as himself and not just as a piece in the Capitals games. Um, Katniss says that she kind of gets what he means, but that it's stupid and they are just pieces in their games and she's going to try to win. Um, The next morning, Cinna fetches Katniss and she goes on a hovercraft ride to the games um, and she is inserted with a tracking device um, uh, during the ride. Um, They go to the catacombs that are underneath the Hunger Games arena, um, and Cinna helps her get dressed in some sensible clothes and gives her her, uh, the Mockingjay pin to wear. Um, Cinna sits with her until it's time for the games to begin, and Katniss is raised up inside of like a cylinder in a tube up into the arena. Um, We're going into chapter 11. where uh, the tributes must stand on their like circular starting pads for 60 seconds uh, before they're released into the games. Uh, near them is the cornucopia, which is an area full of supplies and weapons. Uh, Katniss sees a bow and arrow and thinks about going uh, against Hamish's advice to not fight at the cornucopia. But at the last minute, she looks at Peta, who kind of shakes his head maybe uh, in the distance, and it gives her like enough pause that she hesitates and loses her chance. Um, she grabs a like pack, like a backpack off the ground and fights another kid for it before that kid is downed by a girl with throwing knives. One of the knives lands in the backpack and Katniss gets to keep it, um, but she runs toward the woods. Um, she spends a day walking through the woods um, and eventually um, hears that the fighting is over at the cornucopia and that's signaled by cannon shots that represent dead tributes. Um, Katniss wonders for a little bit if Peta has been killed uh, and gets a little upset about it. Um, she opens the pack and finds her supplies, which are a black sleeping bag, crackers, beef strips, iodine, wooden matches, a coil of wire, sunglasses, and an empty plastic jug. Um, she has to settle down for the night. She sets some traps and arranges the sleeping bag concealed in a willow tree. Um, it's nighttime and it's time to sleep. Um, Katniss observes the death recap where the dead tributes are displayed in the sky with like holograms. 
Uh, PETA is not amongst the dead, um, and Katniss sort of works out who remains, um, which are five career tributes, Thresh, uh, someone she keeps referring to as Foxface, uh, and Rue. Um, Katniss is starting to fall asleep when she hears a branch snap. Someone is near her and has started a fire, and she's like super pissed off about it thinking that it's going to give away their position. Um, it's almost dawn, and Katniss thinks that maybe the fire starter has survived the night, but a pack of careers shows up and presumably kills her. Um, the group of careers that are working together start arguing when they notice there's no cannon shot signifying a kill. One of them finally says they'll go and look and make sure she's dead. And that voice belongs to PETA. That's the end of our chapters. Okay, so how bad did you want to turn the page after finishing this one? Oh, so bad. <laughs> oh, it's killing me. It is killing me. <laughs> I, it was so it was so uh, 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 cruel for me too because uh, on my ebook, on my e-reader, it like the the last sentence was not like a page break like an obvious page break it was like right at the bottom of the page and i was like oh so i'm uh, gonna get some more and then i turned it and it's like Oop, nope can't go nope nope can't go any further it. oh so mean i'm 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 in on this i'm i'm bought in this is this is cool this is fun the cliffhangers are brutal they are and they're good too i mean like it, it's 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 really good pulp and it's so funny that that's not the reputation of the Hunger Games at all, but I'm really enjoying it as just, like, pulp drama at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, rather than go, like, chronologically here, do you think it makes sense to sort of, like, talk about some of, like, the character stuff here, just trying to sort of as a whole? Because we have, like, we have we have a big big through line with PETA, these chapters. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so starting with his, his him finishing his little stunt at the interview uh, and, and Katniss's reaction to that, what 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 how did you what, what, were, what were your thoughts on the on the um, sort of like the post interview conflict stuff? Um, I think it I think it's a great example of a, like a first person character being wrong. Like I think mm-hmm. I think Katniss is um is wrong about how she's viewing her own interview um as a result of the stuff that Peta and Hamish say um mm-hmm. about about her kind of sucking it up and even later she like sees the footage and she's like wow I looked so silly and girlish or whatever she thinks and I I think she's probably wrong about that um but it's uh it's interesting. Yeah, it's it, uh, Katniss is so I I I I have to take back a little bit of what I've been saying about Katniss uh being too like too too aware of the story for so many chapters. Um I think this has like come around to actually really working for me where uh her being so confident and cynical and like uh hard-edged in the early chapters and seeming like almost seeming like a a a character who has it all figured out right Mm -hmm. um it's so interesting and fun to read how completely discombobulated all of the capital stuff has made her and how everyone is like kind of 
outmaneuvering her and not like to be clear not in a way where it's like it makes her stupid or it's like her fault or anything but like the 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 kind of uh, uh, manipulation she's being subjected to is just not one that she has had to deal with ever at all in in her previous life, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah. The the turn of her thinking that she did well in the interview and then getting told she didn't, and then being like, "Oh yeah, I guess I did look stupid." Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah, she she second guesses herself a lot in a way that she hasn't been she she like never did in like the early chapters or any of the stories that she told us about like her earlier life here like all of a sudden she's like thrust into this sort of like shady like political machination world and she just can't like like whatever the last thing someone said to her <laughs> is like sort of like like weighs on her really heavily and it it really makes for some interesting character reading here because i i no longer here at least and related to like this this these interactions i i'm no longer have that frustration where i'm like she is too good at reading all of these characters because now now she's just getting like worked completely uh mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it makes, uh, Hamish is a lot of fun, but like PETA is just a real bastard here. I feel like, like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's really, uh, I mean, like it was a, it was a nasty play to begin with to like not loop Katniss in on this and, and to have the excuse be like, well, we needed the reaction to be real. Right. Um, yeah, and... that's a fucked up thing to say to someone. That's like <laughs> that's a fucked up thing to do. Um, yeah, to- totally unacceptable. Yeah. And for her to just sort of have to not only like like she does have to take it, right? But the fact that she talks herself into taking it on the chin there and just being like, "Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I did look stupid and I guess this this did work," right? Is just so it's sad and like and like just just really makes uh, uh, the others look uh, uh, really really nasty. Peta, I guess, got like red pilled by Haymitch in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, Peta was so sweet and nice and 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 seemingly innocent, and then he spent one hour with Haymitch, and now he's like calling Katniss sweetheart and like just. Acting like a real, like a real son of a bitch. I don't know. He's 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 he, kind of a chameleon in a way that's interesting. Hmm. Like his camouflage thing. Oh. Oh damn. God damn. That's so true. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. And now you're now I'm like. So how many, how many, okay. So like, like, like just, just zooming all the way out a bit on PETA, how many levels of camouflage do you think he's on right now? Great question. I guess how many can he be on, right? So he's the boy with the bread, right? Mm -hmm. Say that's one. He's like, he's, he's crying strat. That's two. Um, And now he's like red pilled. That's three. (laughs) Yeah, he's just been a completely different person 
in in all of these scenes and not in a way where it's like oh what an inconsistent character he just seems like malleable you know like 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 he can just be you sit in a room with him for an hour and you can have him start talking like Don Draper, you know, like it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's kind of sad. And, and I think that that, that moment where he's like, I want to die as myself uh, and not a monster is really interesting because one, he is, he, he's, he's like, touching on something very interesting but also he is also like Katniss is right like he is a pawn like they both are right and so he mm-hmm. is he is being a bit ridiculous but it's so interesting for him to say that when he has done nothing but be whatever the capital wants him to be this whole time mm-hmm. like I don't know what the real him is at this point very interesting stuff what a great mystery yeah, really fun. And like a simple one too. I mean like like we've been we've sort of been going back and forth on like is Cinna a good guy or a bad guy? But Peta is I think like way more this heel turn for him is is really engaging. Um and I'm I'm really I I want to turn that fucking page so bad. I'm bought in on this. Right? Uh, and I, I and I just like like is is he is he just really that malleable and he doesn't realize it or is this is he playing like the longest game is he is he doing all this for a greater purpose right like or he what whatever he thinks might be a greater i i don't know but like there's just there's so many angles here i'm like ooh this guy is suddenly like the most interesting character yeah i i feel like my like cynical prediction is going to be that he just is in love with Katniss and is doing whatever it takes to protect her or whatever. That's going to be my, that's my cynical call here. Yeah. Like this is like, Oh, I'm doing the tough thing, but it's the right thing thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it and it's, and that's going to be the like twist is that he's going to be like, I, when I said that at the interview, I meant it or whatever. It wasn't just a strat. Yeah, I, I, I could see it going that way. I could see it being and like, I think this could be done really poorly or really well, depending on all the other factors that happen along the way. But like, I could see it being a like him saying like, oh, well, I, I don't want to, you know, die and die a monster or whatever. And Kat, Katniss just completely blowing him up there, like just saying like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> like, like you're. What are you talking about? Like, you you sent me the tails got trolled Sonic thing, <laughs> which is like exactly what it feels like. Is he has this <laughs> he has this long, eloquent uh, soliloquy about like you know I I want to you know I want to die standing up. I don't want to I don't want to give them all of me. I don't want to be a monster. And she's just like, well, that's okay, but you're going to so suck it up. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I and I would I could see it being like her just like completely shutting that down, that like introspection down, just like him going like, okay, well, fuck it. Guess I'm the monster now. Like, I guess I <laughs> guess I'm going to eat, eat people, <laughs> you know, like, why not? I could, I could see that working. It could also be very silly, but but it's I think that's another option, right? Is, yeah, I mean the book is silly, right? I mean that's the mm-hmm. easiest out for Katniss to win the games and also not like 
be evil, right? Because mm-hmm. if there's like a final showdown between her and like evil Peta, and he's like, "You, you made me like this," <laughs> and she has to just put one right between the eyes with her bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I, "I ate all the hearts out of those other kids. <laughs> put me down, Katniss." <laughs> I, yeah, I could, I could see that. I just, I, I, I. I'm excited about it. I'm curious. I, I, I'm so, I'm so into it now. And it's, it's playing with such basic character dynamics, but sometimes that's all you fucking need. Who cares? It's great. It's, it's really engaging. Mm-hmm. I guess I've seen PETA on some shirts and some merch. So I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to get like monster PETA, but we'll see. Maybe. I mean, like that's, that's the thing that is so funny about this is like, like, Knowing that this is a really popular movie series, um, and like just like a popular series in general, right? And you, like you go and look at the merch, and it's like hot topic shirts of char- characters and stuff. And I have no idea what level of like appropriate the, those things are. You know, like are those representative of like how the story feels, or are they just like I? There's a part of me that like like I read that um, the first fight in this in this. Uh, in this book. Um, and I was like, well, this is like, this is over the top action movie, like anime fight stuff, but it is like violent and dark still like those aren't mutually exclusive. And I do wonder if like when the movie was being planned or, or like when the book was a smash hit, like, do you think the marketing team just had this like insane meaning? You're just like, what do we do with this thing? Right. Because it is just like, for as corny as it is, it still is just a bunch of teenagers like fucking killing each other. Right. Which is <laughs> yeah, kind of hard to to make like cute uh, and, and and like marketable. Um, it so makes I'm me cur- so curious about the movie. Yeah. I've never seen it. So I no. I'm just. I'm dying to know because, like, at the end of the day, we got this scene of like Katniss like fighting with some other like teenager, and all of a sudden he just like spits up blood because he's being stabbed to death or whatever. Uh-huh. That's kind of I don't know. Like having kids be murdered in a movie—it's like one thing for a book to be for for fourteen-year-olds, but like another to build that as a movie for fourteen-year-olds. If that makes sense. Uh, and, and also like how this is like still media now <laughs> like <laughs> uh for as obvious as, as it is that like the, the hunger games is sort of like riding on battle royales coattails a little bit um i think there's no denying that the the like current wave of battle royale stuff and logic and game design it, it it's hunger games like totally completely hunger games yep it's hunger games it's it's, Dro- it's drop kinda... on the cornucopia <laughs> yeah right yeah they're they're haymitch's advice is don't drop hot like <laughs> <laughs> um were, were you did you lose your mind realizing that the pack that she went to pick up was orange yes just like yes. she, that's a total coincidence. But I was like, she's she's getting rare loot. She's getting some epic loot right now. That's right. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, no, there, there's so much in this chapter. I mean, not, not even just the game itself, but like the culture around it. I mean, there's, um, we get with Cinna, we get that, that fun scene where they sort of wander around the, like the catacombs under the arena and talk about how, like, like this is a sport that people like go on vacation to like, see the memorable moments from and stuff. Mm -hmm. People are go, people are watching like highlight reels. People are, you know, buying merchandise, uh, like like replica toys. Like just really, it's kind of fucking me up a little bit. Yeah, it's it's very dark. It's super dark. I it it it, it has such. I I I I, I it, it has like really sort of darkly funny. Uh, it, it like it's it's a little bit of that like fallout humor again to me i think mm -hmm. of like the the like super super fucked up clean cut america thing right mm -hmm. which I, I i'm enjoying a lot but I, I anytime we get a glimpse into like that or when katniss is like talking about like how everyone everyone's like watching on tv now right or, or like how the broadcasts work and how like the tourism works i'm like this is awesome like they have like this whole like <laughs> like <laughs> teenager murdering industry that's like really popular with everyone it's like really it's not subtle in the slightest but it is a really fun joke to just see get dragged out longer and longer you know mm -hmm. it commits to the bit here in a way that I've been like maybe a little frustrated with the book for like not explaining some of like the capital lore to us so far, but like hearing all of this stuff was a lot of fun. Yeah, it plays it so straight. Mm-hmm. It's and and I keep having these moments where I'm like, does anyone see how fucked up this is? Like, <laughs> it's it it's a bizarre effect from the book. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like like you you it's it's one of those things where the allegory is so obvious and like trite is the wrong word, right? Cuz I don't think it's bad or anything, but it's just so like but like I I feel like it it's it's coming at me with such um uh exaggerated energy that my only response <laughs> And tell me if this is this is similar to how you feel is to like react back in a like equally heightened manner, right? Yeah. Where where the the satire is so base and so obvious that my only reaction can be like to play along and go like, "Oh no." Like <laughs> Will yeah. anyone see how bad this is? You know, like just, just, just won't anyone think of the children? Like I'm just, I, that's my, that's what it's getting out of me here. Yes, that is exactly what it is. It's, 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 it's total camp. It's totally cheesy, but it, it's, it's, it's so committed to it that I can only go like, I can only respond in kind. It, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a really fun call and response almost. Like I, I'm, I'm enjoying this angle of it a lot. Mm-hmm. What did, uh, so, like, just trying to think, like, uh, just, we can just rattle off, like, all the the really funny game design stuff here. Katniss, as she's, like, 
going up the tube, which is in itself a really funny image. They have the, <laughs> the, the tube that dispenses the tributes. She's like, what biome am I going to be in? <laughs> which is really... <laughs> and she lists off, like, like, like desert, forest ice and i'm just like this is this is still battle royale design like this is the <laughs> fortnite map currently is you have desert ice forest city <laughs> like just really discreet biomes for everything the hot drop obviously uh maybe a little imbalanced to put all of the 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 players in in the same spot but interesting idea hmm you mentioned to me something very fun, which is that, like, Suzanne Collins almost invented the Battle Royale circle here. Yeah, yeah, there's the part where Kat is, because Hamish gives her the the advice, like, you, you have to go find water, and she has this moment where she's like, oh, what if they only put one source of water to, like, force us close together? And I'm like, you invented the circle, you were you so... You were so close. You invented the circle because Battle Royale has the, um, the, the 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 book and the movie has the like the sh- the um, the explosive collars where if they like leave a certain radius they they blow up. But this is also the same thing of like, uh oh, I hope I hope that they're not going to be all drawing us towards the middle, which totally is going to happen, right? Like I I could I, I imagine that's going to be like the the progression of this fight here. Um. There's, uh, oh, another one that's, like, really specific, but I was losing my mind over is Katniss explaining how the players don't get kill cam because it's unfair. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Everyone watching gets the player cams, but if you're, if you're, if you're in the tournament, you don't get the kill cam because that would be unfair. unfair. There's no, no competitive integrity. (laughs) It's so funny. I mean, like, it's, it's, you know, some of this is just, like, fairly obvious, like, like, just, like, like, competitive design stuff for for any sport. But there's so much in here. I'm just, like, it's, it's surreal reading this and thinking that, like, I could boot up Fortnite or Apex or whatever on my computer right now and just be doing this, like, this exact thing. Or even, like, rust or something if i wanted to do the food and water part too like this is Mm -hmm. this is this is such a this has such a grip on the cultural consciousness at the moment Uh, it's starting to make me wonder if the all those articles that are like why is the hunger games renaissance happening right now and i'm like well like have you seen like what 90 percent of people are playing like it's hunger (laughs) games they're playing hunger games (laughs) we're playing hunger games (laughs) Which is, like, so I I guess my biggest question to you here, um, because I've been kicking this around, and and I think that this is, like, the the classic question with any Battle Royale media, is that, like, is it, is it kind of, kind of kneecapping itself by making the Battle Royale stuff so fun, or does it not really matter to you? Like kneecapping the like premise, like the message a little bit. I oh, don't the know. message, right? Because I am enjoying the Hunger Games, right? Yeah, mm. kinda right. Like it's 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 sort of a war is so cool, like anti-war movie thing, <laughs> right. right? Where I'm like, 
oh, that the Hunger Games are so cool. Um, I have this turn with it where um, I just want Katniss to win the Hunger Games. Like, I think, I mean, that's that's just like character with a motivation mm-hmm. makes me want to see them achieve their goal thing, right? But I'm like, I've gone beyond like Katniss, wanting Katniss to like uh, rebel or like, you know, find a way out of this. And and now I'm just like, I would like her to win. I'd like her to start picking some people off. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, totally. I, I, I'm kind of with you there in that I'm, I'm almost dreading this becoming prescriptive. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Where like, I'm enjoying it so much as like a, a campy dystopia where all of its metaphors are, are, exceedingly obvious and i don't again uh, like not i don't think that's a bad thing here um but i'm like i'm enjoying kind of wallowing in the muck with it mm-hmm. um in a way where like i i i have this thing that i'm sure i've mentioned on one of the many episodes we've done here but like i the the worst thing a story can do for me is to seem desperate uh to let me know that it agrees with me, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I love that, like I can meet this thing with that sort of heightened reaction to its heightened premise, and do the like, oh, oh no, I hope she'll be okay thing, <laughs> and and engage with it in that way, with the understanding that, like, yeah, I know what this is about, right? Like, I I, I get I get the political angle here. Um, but I I am very curious how it's going to spin that into being a revolution story, which I know vaguely that it does eventually become, right? And I'm it, it's sort of trapped in this funny spot where it's like it's clearly like too in love with its own action sequences to truly be like anti-violence or like anti war as hell. Wars, which I and like, I have so many complicated feelings on that too because I, 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 I like, yeah, a movie is going to make stuff look cool. It's sort of impossible to get around that, right? Or like, a, like a book is going to make things exciting. And so I, I go back and forth on this so much of like, what, where is my line for like, when is something ju- not, w- when is something like sabotaging its own message, right? And um, here, I think that the, the only thing that I would say is like kind of the, the thing that has me like confused about what it's trying to do a little bit is, is less, less being invested in Katniss winning and more the like action movie staging of everything so far. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned the, um, the kid coughing up blood on her. Yeah. We, me and you, were, like, just in a theater where we watched a movie that had that exact bit yeah. in Return of the King. Yeah, rocks. It's awesome. And yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a great cl- classic action movie thing to have, like, oh, oh, no, what's going to happen to my protagonist? And then, you know, the guy goes, irk, and falls over, and there's another good guy behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, another threat behind them. And and it, it, the the first fight in The Hunger Games being so... 
so that is really funny, I guess. Just like, I thought this was like supposed to be like scary and not cool. And it is, it is a little scary, but it is definitely insanely cool that there is a, there's a girl chasing Katniss with six throwing knives, it says. Uh, (laughs) And then she throws a throwing knife at her and Katniss blocks it with the backpack and then takes the knife and she gets a free, like, it's just ridiculous yeah and even katniss's like internal monologue is like hey thanks for the knife thanks for the knife yeah she has a she has a (laughs) she has a quip it's 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 great fun i but it it is it is i'm curious how this is gonna spin into like the serious revolution story because i'm just like i kind of just want to play around in the dirt here like this is kind of fun yeah i mean that is sort of the funny thing about it we talked a little bit about like the capital putting like this whole like fandom around it and how they like watch replays and have highlight reels and all this stuff and that's like super fucked up if the like violence is really real right Mm -hmm. it's like oh, that that really is, like, pretty morbid and disturbing. But when the violence is staged like an action movie, I'm like, hell yes, me too. (laughs) Yes, I do want to watch a replay of the the six throwing knives and the, like, er, coughing up blood kid. Hell yes. The Hunger Games rock. The the fact that Katniss has that quip ready, my only criticism, by the way, I do... She should have, uh, she she should have held onto that knife and then later had to like duel the girl with the throwing knives and then said it when she like killed her. Oh, so true. Like, like, like. Thanks for the knife. Thanks for the knife. <laughs> Happy Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> they should be required to say that after every kill. It should be like saying Uno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when someone it doesn't count if you kill someone and don't say happy hunger games it shouldn't count <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's an element of it just being too cool to take too seriously but but again i i think i would only ever bring that up because I know of the Hunger Games' reputation, and also because my book has a, like, hundred-page interview at the end of it titled, Writing About War. And I'm just like, come come on, come on now. <laughs> a little bit, a little much, you know? Like, they're, they're doing karate moves on each other. This isn't come and see. This isn't particularly traumatic so far. No. The closest it gets is that scene at the end where, you know, the, the, clearly someone gets, like, outnumbered by this, like, pack of of uh, of evil guys. But, like, you know, you don't, you don't, it doesn't linger on it. You don't see anything. And it's, again, just very much, like, action movie where, like, the really scary thing happens off screen so you don't see it kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 it, it. Like, pulls its punches sounds too accusatory or or critical, but it's like it it's cutting to black, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's not doing like full on full on like realistic gore nightmare violent stuff so far. Um, It like (laughs) Katniss ran away from a Katarina ult (laughs) like it's. (laughs) That's exactly right. 
there's a there's someone out there doing like Genji moves. It's it's just really really silly. <laughs> um uh I think my favorite part of all this, though, is um, do you like this scene where Katniss is up in her tree just being an, an insanely toxic teammate? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> she, like, sees this fire and she just, like, she's like, it, she. The, first of all, like, the physical description of what happens here is really funny. She, like, she's climbed this tree to make camp for the night. So she's in, like, this sleeping roll. But she's, like, taken her belt off and wrapped it around the sleeping bag. So she's, like, got a harness, basically, which is just, like, smart. But all, but it's just very funny to think about. Mm-hmm. And then someone comes and makes this fire, and she's, like, fucking god, fucking god, turn, turn it off, turn it off. Like, you get your you asshole, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just typing in all chat, like, stupid. Turn on, turn off fire fire off please fire question mark fire <laughs> uh interesting that that her first response though is not to like go and kill that person she's very much in like survival mode right yeah stealth, stealth mode because she, presumably she would have just had an easy she has a knife like that easy easy kill there but she's not so far at least she's not taking the initiative on anything which i wonder how how the story is going to balance that is that going to be her strategy the whole time is this going to be sort of like something that she holds as like the divide between her and other contestants is that she's not like looking for fights i'm very curious about what her like strat is going to be um is that some i can't remember is that something that the book has talked about it all as as far as like the popularity of the tributes. Like it seems like they would really like someone who like gets a quadra kill or whatever during the games versus someone that just like hid the whole time and waited to like pick off the last person. I would love some exploration of that. Right. Cause there's there, we get a little bit of that in a really funny story that like Katniss tells about how there was a guy who like got a little too, evil in mm-hmm. one of the games and was like eating people and like <laughs> attacking them so like and and there's like you know it, there's a bit where she she says that like the rumor for years was that like that guy got like sabotaged by the mods basically yeah with an and avalanche is that what it was yeah i think yeah he died in an avalanche and everyone was like oh you know admins admins killed him or whatever which is gets gets us like a little glimpse into the culture but yeah i'd be so curious to know that that in general i think is like as as much as i had a blast with this set of chapters um is my like i think biggest criticism is that i think this stuff would be even more fun if i had any idea who the characters Katniss was fighting were and what their like strat was, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause, cause we, we have like Fox face and we have like the knife throwing girl. And then we have Thresh and Rue who are like, have been slightly more characterized, but like, even if it was just, like, honestly, especially if everyone else was just like a one dimensional, like, fighting game character that would be enough for me to get really into that that kind of 
that that like yeah. angle on it like i, I don't know maybe, I, maybe I, that's I, what we will get like once you know, the competition because it's like a lot of people right it's like mm-hmm. 12 so that's like 24 people yeah um, that's so true maybe once it's like down to like because it seems like it's going to be like fox face and thresh and rue and maybe they'll like name a couple of the careers and then mm. we'll get the like ensemble cast stuff as katniss like figures out the powers yeah, that could be fun. I just yeah, I I, I would love to know like the, the the thing about the 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 game makers like maybe sabotaging the the cannibal guy makes me wonder if like I I think my my prediction would be that Katniss is going to like avoid conflict for like a couple days and then they're gonna like engineer something right. They're gonna like try and force her to. They're going to close the circle. <laughs> they're going to close the circle. Well, they're going to, they're going to like, <laughs> she's going to get the like pop up that says like, you can't idle for more than 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> FK warning. <laughs> she's going to get the AFK warning. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I'd be very curious to know like, like whether that, whether she has to get pushed or whether she'll like uh, start like making some, taking some characters out. But like, interesting that so far her thing has just been like because she she's caught in this weird spot right of like clearly very motivated to win but wants to win clean mm-hmm. in the hunger games maybe a little naive and it, it makes it puts an interesting spin on that conversation that she and Peta had where where she was like you're being stupid and and she's totally right there but i think that maybe unconsciously she's sort of doing the same thing in that like if her goal is to win the you there's not like a nice way to play the hunger games right curious where that will take her and like Peta and, and like what 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 that what that's gonna look like to uh, a little further in we've got a lot of game i guess it's gonna be like most of the book which is kind of fun yeah well i'm loving the game so good what, it, like awesome start here um, just like so many fun little details, like all the world building that I've been asking for just as, I mean, like we get so much ridiculous stuff here. We get, we get the tube, we get the cornucopia, we get the hovercraft that can go invisible and become a giant TV or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just like a lot of stuff here where I'm just like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Why not? Um, what else? What else do we get here? What? What's some other? Oh, let's let's talk a little bit about like they don't have much here, but um, Effie, Effie and Hamish kind of signing off for a bit here. It sounds like, and Cinna, because Cinna gets a big scene here as well. I love Effie. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. This whole ending scene with her being like, "Oh, love you guys. You're the best tributes I've ever had. Maybe I'll get a promotion after this." And yeah. she gives them like big like kisses on their cheeks and is just like, "Bye." <laughs> She's so good. <laughs> she is the most problematic fave in the book. Yeah, yeah. She I hope total- she gets like a really dumb redemption arc or something. That would be super funny if she if she somehow ends up. Like, as uh, I don't know, she can be like the revolution's mascot or something. They just need to, <laughs> they just need to like promise her like a bigger office when the revolution comes and she'll join them. I, I, I don't know. She seems very easy to sway. Yeah. 
Um, but she's so delightful to read. Like, total... Again, a character who is, like, a total cartoon character. Like, I mean, like, her bit about, like, maybe I'll get it, but, like, that's, like, a Simpsons joke. Like, she's just, like... <laughs> she's just saying a, like, totally nakedly rude thing to them for, like, a laugh for the audience. But it, it it's, it's very, very charming. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and Hamish as well, uh, is interesting and sort of going the opposite direction of where I'm like, like Hamish, like, like, uh, 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 like turning PETA into like a weird misogynist guy in an hour is like, what's, what did he say? What did, what's going on with him? Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I'm, I'm curious to hear more about him later. Knowing he's Woody Harrelson has, like, fucked me up so bad. Yeah. Not how I pictured him, first of all. Not not complaining. I mean, I love Woody Harrelson. Great actor. Um, but I, I just, knowing that you're getting that actor to play that character, I'm like, well, so he's going to be in it a lot, right? Like, he's going to be in this sort of long haul. And I'm, and I'm very... I'm like, what is it? What more is there to do with him? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. And likewise with mm-hmm. Effie... I'm like, I hope that I hope that these characters stick around a bit because like they're sort of like going opposite directions and getting like more and less fleshed out or, or, or not not fleshed out, but like more and less um, complex. And, I, and I'm mm-hmm. like, but I, I hope they both stick around because they are a lot of fun and and sort of like represent fun, different things about the capital. Yeah. And uh, and what about Cinna? Because he gets a big scene here. The vibe is a little off. I Cinna, um, Cinna's really scary to me. Mm-hmm. He's a. It feels like he is the one that has Katniss tricked the most, mm-hmm. and that's like very sinister. I know we talked about that last week, um, but it just sort of continues that he's like her confidant a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess confidant's not the right word because it's not like she's like confessing anything to him, but he's the one that is like closest to her and is that like comfort figure. And I'm like, why would he put himself in that position? Like, what is he trying to get out of it? Um, and I'm so worried the book is just going to have him be a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he kind of like he offers to be her confidant, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the the interview thing. Which I think is, again, played, like, genuinely comforting, but did just kind of, like, raise alarm bells where he's like, oh, like, you can tell me anything, even, you know, even your your darkest or was especially your darkest thoughts. Right. Or like. Right. Your, yeah. Maybe he's nice. It's just very strange. Yeah. I just don't know what he gets. Like what? I mean, I guess that's the thing is we don't know what his motivations are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, the only thing I could guess at this point is that like he is exactly as much of a careerist as Effie and just better at hiding it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause F- Effie going like, hope I get a promotion. Bye. Is, is like super transparent and maybe sort of a like, red herring where you're like okay well she's the character who's going to do that and then he Sina just has this like even more diabolical thing going on where he he is like leveraging 
a victory out of Katniss to promote his work. Right. Because he was very he thought so hard about the about the um, the ceremony uniforms and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Where I'm just like, that's weird. (laughs) Like, that, that doesn't make him like the good guy for being like more thoughtful about the like robes he's gonna send this person off to get sacrificed in right so very curious what his angle is but yeah he he just my hackles go up when he's like being too understanding to katniss i'm like what's your angle man like what's going on here yeah i I think the i just want to know because there was that one line that he said when he first met her where he's like i requested district 12 and i'm like why what does that mean and and also there's the part. Remember when he's like, "We must seem so despicable to you." Mm-hmm. I could see it being that he's good and he's in like a rebel cell or something. But if he is, what's the fucking angle here? Because because like because because there's the what I think is maybe the most realistic boring answer, which is that like. He's just like the good capital guy, you know, and he's like right. and, and that manifests as him being kind, which is like, sure, that's nice. But it like it sort of washes his hands of like being <laughs> being the Hunger Games designer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what could it, what could his what else could it possibly be? And I'm like, I'm dreading. I'm dreading. I hope I swear, like, I, I, I hope that it is not him like specifically grooming Katniss to be the Luke Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. If he's like, I will, I, I requested District 12 because they've got gumption, and if we can get someone from there to win, which I know they can, because they're they've got that that sweet Appalachian no no nonsense <laughs> strength or whatever, and then he like makes her a, makes her a dress with flames on it to look really cool and like makes her really popular and gets her good sponsors and gets her a good bow. And then he's like, but you know that the hunger games are bad. Right. And so why don't we team? Up? I'm just like one. That's going to be like the stupidest bond villain plan ever. <laughs> and two, that would still actually not make him seem like that good of a guy. Right. Like I put you through the hunger games, not telling you that I was like raising you to be like I don't know like our our revolution mascot. I I just I I the 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 angle for him being a good guy just seems so complex and stupid that I just can't. I think about that and I'm just like I can't take that seriously. There's no way it's like that. Right. That's my worry is that that is exactly what it's going to be. Also, I imagine we are torturing people who have read the I Hunger know. Games. I know. I, I, I've, we got some great <laughs> comments last week that were, that were like, I want to say stuff so bad. I'm sorry, this is just how it's got to be. <laughs> new, yeah, we don't know shit. New Frontiers, new frontiers for, the, for the Shrieking Shack, not having at least one of us know the book. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I'm... I, it's one of those things where I I don't mind it being obvious because so far this is a very obvious book, right? And again, if it's going to do like a big cheesy twist where it's like I was I was the bad guy or or I was the good guy all along, either direction. I and like I want to be able to react react to that the way I was describing earlier of like you know gasp 
Oh no. <laughs> what? Know, what? Yeah. Like I want to be able to give it that. Cause that would be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I'm trying to like puzzle out how they would get to that. And I just can't, can't get there yet. You know? Yeah. I just, I just want to go on the record that making the underdog win in the Hunger Games does not make you a good guy. Right, exactly. If if, if that is going to be his his plan, again, I like to- totally going out on a limb here. Just, just like if if he's the good guy, if he, yeah, that would make him even more more of a monster. I don't know. Maybe that would be like the best way to have it. But, like maybe that is what he's doing. But Katniss will like quite rightfully go like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck you? Excuse me? That I could see that working, you know? Yeah. Uh, him trying to be like, you know, do Yoda moves and have her go like, that's crazy. Fuck you. Like, that you ruined my life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Any, uh, any like stray like other character predictions or scenes here you want to talk about? No, I guess I did my big prediction for Rue. I'm trying to think of anyone else, but I think I think that's it. We got to get Effie that corner office. If 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 the revolutionaries tell her if you join us, we'll like you'll get uh <laughs> you'll get a parking spot closer to the building. I She'll want join. her so bad to be like in cartoons where one of the like bad guys joins the good guys, but is like really reluctant about it and is like, I have to do good things now. Yeah. I want her to be that. <laughs> that would be her best ending possible. I would love that. Um, okay. Well, if we've, if we've finished our chapter discussion, um, we we have a I have a little third segment game here continuing on Wonderful. from last week. Uh, are you are you ready to hear some YA Hunger Games related uh, uh, book summaries? I am. Okay, so I'm going to read you three summaries, and one of them will be fake, and the other two will be real. Uh, I will start at the top with Final Gear by Sarah Bracken. In a future ravaged by climate change, two megacities remain on each coast of the former United States. Thanks to modern technology, communication is still easy, but travel, not so much. Impossibly skilled drivers ferry passengers and cargo back and forth across International 8, a freeway that connects the east and west across blistering desert, freezing snowfall, and jagged mountains. Getting your license at 16 isn't a choice when the family business is driving. Kadila Martin's father is getting too old to be driving cross-country, but he can't just hand her the keys. The children of drivers across the nation are gearing up to compete in the qualifying, the endurance rally race that will see the winners earn their licenses and the losers in the dust. (laughs) I have two thoughts about this one. One, if you wrote this, it's incredible. And two, if it's real, I'm not going to believe it. It's It's too ridiculous. But please continue. The next one is The Fifth Wave by Rick Yancey. After the first wave, only darkness remains. After the second, only the lucky escape. And after the third, only the unlucky survive. After the fourth wave, only one rule applies. Trust no one. 
Now it's the dawn of the fifth wave, and on a lonely stretch of highway, Cassie runs from them. The beings who only look human, who roam the countryside killing anyone they see, who have scattered Earth's last survivors. To stay alone is to stay alive until she meets Evan Walker. Beguiling and mysterious, Evan Walker may be Cassie's only hope for rescuing her brother or even saving herself. But Cassie must choose between trust and despair, between defiance and surrender, between life and death, to give up or to get up. I I think that one's real because I think you laughed at it. <laughs> like you couldn't make it through. It was just too, too ridiculous. I, I want to hear more about these waves. There's a lot of waves. <laughs> There's like five of them. What are they? Uh, okay, you ready for your third one? Yes. The Testing by Joelle Charbonneau. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Isn't that what they say? But how close is too close when they may be one and the same? The Seven Stages War left most of the planet a charred wasteland. The future belongs to the next generation's chosen few who must rebuild it. But to enter the elite group, candidates must first pass the testing, their one chance at a college education and a rewarding career. Sia Vale is honored to be chosen as a testing candidate, eager to prove her worthiness as a university student and future leader of the United Commonwealth. But on the eve of her departure, her father's advice hints at a darker side to her upcoming studies. Trust no one. But surely she can trust Tomas, her handsome childhood friend who offers an alliance? Tomas, who seems to care more about her with each pa- the passing of every grueling and deadly day of the testing. To survive, Sia must choose. Love without truth or life without trust. I'm sorry if you wrote that one because it's complete nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Completely in one ear and out the other. Would it help help you to know what the capitalized words were in all of these? What were the proper nouns in all of these? uh... That would help me, yes. (laughs) So, uh, in Final Gear... The first one, international eight is a proper noun, and the qualifying is a proper noun. Okay. Uh, in the fifth wave, uh, them is a cap is a is a proper noun, and that's actually it. The waves are not capitalized. Wow, that's shocking. It's because there's too many. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Uh, And then in the testing, uh, the capital proper nouns are the Seven Stages War, the testing, the United Commonwealth, and that's your lot. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm dying to know what the waves are. The first wave, only darkness remains. After the second, only the lucky escape. After the third, only the unlucky survive. After the fourth, only one rule applies. Trust no one. Now it's the dawn of the fifth wave. Okay. so That's a lot I'm, of waves. I'm so curious about that one, so I hope that it's real um, so that I can learn more about it. I, in my final decision, I think the fake one is the final gear. Final gear by Sarah Bracken. The, yeah. the qualifying and whatnot. Yep. Well chosen. 
That was indeed <laughs> the one that I wrote this time. <laughs> Final Gear. It's um, it's the most compelling of them, if I do say so myself. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it made me think of that um part in Chrono Trigger where you have to cross the like the in the future world where you have to ride the motorcycle oh, to the next area. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the qualifier. I I was thinking I was like I want to do. Uh, I I was like trying to make it seem kind of like Mad Maxi, you know? Yeah, no, I totally got that. That was the problem. Is that that was the only one that wasn't just complete nonsense. Like I understood the like aesthetic and yeah, um, the the choice to uh, make it about something. <laughs> That's true. I guess the one that I fooled you with last time, I like switched gears on like what the uh, the like allegory was halfway through. Yeah, because <laughs> it was like about an island first. I think was the first, and then I like changed it to like weapons testing or something. Yep. Yep. No, the the problem is that the one you wrote has the most cohesion of any of the ones you just read me. <laughs> the fifth wave. So. What are uh, the waves? I'm I want to know about the waves. The fifth wave. Uh is so for one thing there's a movie. There is a there's movie. There's a movie? There's a movie of the fifth wave that stars um Chloe Grace Mortez or Moretz, excuse me. Um uh and yeah. So it's aliens. So it's yeah, let me re let's see if the wiki premise is like any clearer. Uh Story follows 16-year-old Cassie Sullivan as she tries to survive in a world devastated by waves of alien invasions. So it's like are they the same aliens or is it different aliens each time? Oh, they all the waves are described here. Do you want do you want to hear what all the waves are? I do. First wave lights out during the first wave. The others, ooh, new proper noun. The others release an EMP <laughs> wave that takes out all electronic technology and kills half a million people by shorting out all moving vehicles, including planes in mid-flight. Oh no! Oh no! Second wave surfs up. <laughs> <laughs> Did the aliens name that? What? Surfs up the Who's others. Who's saying that? So I guess it is. It's it's one. It's one group of aliens that are like fucking with Earth here. It sounds like. Okay. Surfs up, realizing that roughly forty percent of Earth's population lives within sixty miles of coastline. Uh, the others drop enormous rods, twice as tall as the Empire State Building and three times as heavy, onto the Earth's fault lines, causing massive tsunamis that wipe out three billion people. Oh no, that's quite a step up. Can we cross-reference the uh, previous descriptions of the waves? Oh, it yes. Was like first wave. Yeah, let me... Okay, so first wave. So the, the the official longer book description here was lights out. That was the EMP. Yep, makes sense. Uh, uh, so after the first wave, only darkness remains. Okay, makes sense. It knocked out the lights. Uh second wave so they made giant tsunamis that killed three billion people uh surfs up and then in the other description it was only the lucky escape yeah 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, tracks. Okay, third wave, pestilence. The others launch a scheme to infect as many survivors as possible with a deadly virus, using the Earth's birds as carriers via falling excrement. What? (laughs) The plague claims 97% of remaining survivors. Oh no, that's a lot of bird poop. Uh, (laughs) The virus, which resembles an advanced form of Ebola... Okay, so you know what this is? This is like, this is touching, I mean, like, this is what all of, like, this kind of fiction does, where it's, like, it's touching on some, uh, like, popular paranoia thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is just doing all of them in one book. <laughs> we're getting, <laughs> we're getting bird flu, we're getting the big one earthquake, we're getting, we're getting EMPs, uh... Fourth so wave. Produced by Toby Maguire? The movie was? Oh my god, really? That's what <laughs> That's what Wikipedia is telling me. Oh my god. Uh fourth wave, silencers. The third wave, after the third wave, the remaining population tries desperately to survive off whatever resources remain by looting, all while clinging to the hope that the quote the people in charge wherever they may be are working towards a solution. Okay, I would have thought that maybe after the second wave you might have figured out that maybe things are not so good. That seems <laughs> Uh, eventually, the belief seems legitimate when an impressive battalion of soldiers uh, arrives at the makeshift camp where Essie, Sam, and her father are staying. The soldiers are in commanders, only appear interested in the children, and load them onto waiting buses. Uh, once the humans are surrounded, Commander Vosh orders a massacre and kills everyone at the camp. Cassie, however, narrowly escapes and witnesses her father's death by Vosh's hand. After the, at this moment, the fourth wave becomes clear. Not all humans are actually humans. And the fifth wave is simply... The fifth wave is referred to as the last star. There's a Cylon wave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but literally. This is... Wow. This, this is, is every movie. This is every... This is great. This is like the most efficient YA novel. This is just every <laughs> premise in one. Uh, why, why read any others? Really, really good quote here on the wiki page for the book. Critics have compared the book favorably to The Hunger Games and The Road, noted and noted that it should, quote, should do for aliens what Twilight did for vampires. <laughs> uh, alas. This, alas, the fifth wave has not done for aliens what Twilight did for vampires. That's a shame. We... Hmm, I'm I'm putting this movie in our like rainy day pile here. I think. Sounds too scary. It sounds really scary. Can we survive the fifth wave is the tagline for the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's too scary. The testing though, did that get a movie? No, ooh, but we've got some... Okay, another another thing to, to file away here is that we have got many, many book trailers for this. Oh, good. Oh, wait, no, there is a... There is a movie, or, like, maybe there's a movie? Joelle Charbonneau. Oh, it's a fan film! It's a oh. fan... Tra- it's a fan trailer! Oh, my God! 
That's delightful. Ooh, that's so cool. Oh, they should have made it. That's really good. (laughs) That's wonderful. All right. Well, you got me this time. Uh, Final gear, not real. I'll have to step my game up next time. (laughs) Just try to make it sound uh, more like nonsense. I have to make it worse is what I'm hearing. (laughs) I have to come Mm -hmm. up with a worse premise. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, any last orders of business here or should we take it to the close? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast, where you will find early episodes, bonus episodes, etc., etc. And Liz, what will we be reading next time? Oh, we'll be reading um, chapter 12 and probably 13. All I right. feel like the two chapters thing has made a lot of sense. Yeah, it's been pretty brisk, I think. Uh, these are these are like light on their feet, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that being said, I will say what Katniss should say to her opponents and say, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise